Welcome to the Canicuck Institute podcast, where we continue to equip leaders with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. Hello, this is Keith Chancy with the Canicuck Institute podcast. We are so excited today. We've got an incredible friend of mine in the audience today that we've brought in. We have spared no expenses in bringing the greatest of the greats here. His name is Steve Levitt, and Steve and I have worked together for a long time in ministry. We were down at Denton Bible Church together. And now Steve is a pastoral counselor. He is a guy that is absolutely helping people that are struggling with uh, mental health and those things that are just kind of plaguing our country. He is also doing marriage intensives. He's founder of Hope uh, Shines Ministry. And so today we have Steve Levitt with us. Steve, how you doing? Hello, Keith. Doing great. Man, it's good to have you in the Ozarks. Hey, what do you think about the Ozarks? Well, I could live here. You could. Yeah, man. Enough hunting and fishing and country living. Oh, man. Uh, I love it up here. It's beautiful. The weather's amazing. Uh, Really nice, nice uh, Mm. time Mm. to get to spend up here for sure. Well, I sure love having you here. And I'm so thankful to have you here for primarily the reason, Steve. We just in our world today are seeing so many folks struggle with mental health. And when that term comes out, people go, oh, no, here we go. You know, what does that mean? You know, have I gone crazy? What's going on? And Steve, kind of help us understand what is mental health issues that people may deal with? Yeah, sure. And just to let folks know where I come from, I've got a Master of Arts in Biblical Counseling Mm -hmm. from Dallas Theological Seminary. 30 years of counseling now, over 4,000 clients Mm -hmm. I've had in 30 years. And, uh, you know, I started off as the marriage guy. I started off... Because everybody does. That's your bread and butter. Marriage counseling, marriage counseling, marriage counseling. And I and I do that. I do retreats and everything else. But over time, the high demand of people struggling with what I call emotional distress. Yeah. Uh, that that kind of clumps in depression, anxiety, and OCD. Yeah. Uh, there's another diagnosis called OCPD, but uh, uh, that kind of OCD, anxiety, depression thing. Well. Forever, that the depression term was what was used. Oh, somebody's depressed, somebody's depressed. But what I'm finding is more and more and more, most people actually are struggling with obsessiveness and anxiety that oftentimes gets misdiagnosed as depression. Mm. But it's this anxiety, OCD issue, obsessiveness and anxiety that's plaguing our country now more and more all, all the time. Yeah. You know, Steve, have we, you know, begin to give terms to everything that kid goes through or a parent goes through that we've called it depression or anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we, you know, as you worked with so many people in this area, what are some symptoms that we could see in somebody that really is beginning to struggle with anxieties or depression? Yeah, that, that's the great question because a lot of people have this, they yeah. struggle with it, but they've always struggled with it. They grew up in a house with it. And it is their norm. Mm. They don't know until finally something happens, some trauma happens, or they, they as you get older, your body stops producing as much serotonin uh, and life gets more difficult or heavier. Uh, what happens is they kind of break mm-hmm. and, and, they, and they get past the point of being able to manage their stress and anxiety levels. Yeah. Um, so I always say, uh, fear, worry, stress, and anxiety, that's yeah. obsessiveness. That's the things that, that crush us. So people end up facing this symptom, these symptoms that they thought was kind of normal. 
um, the, 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 the practical symptoms of anxiety are generalized stress kind of makes you feel tight. You clench your teeth a lot. Mm -hmm. Your shoulders are drawn up. Your chest feels kind of heavy and tight mm -hmm. a lot. Whenever it gets a little more intense is whenever we start moving into what we call a panic or an anxiety attack mm -hmm. where your heart's racing fast, your, your chest is tight, you can't breathe well, your stomach hurts, you have uh, uh, maybe shaky muscles, and you have this sense in your brain of doom and gloom, like everything is off and wrong and dark and uh, you literally can feel like you're dying. Mm. It's very overwhelming. Um, a lot of times it will make people cry or they'll produce anger out of anxiety. And children, by the way, the symptoms are typically uh, that the, the child has stomach complaints of stomach aches, mm -hmm. headaches, and separation anxiety. Yeah. That's what we see in kids. Wow. You know, I think about myself growing up, you know, and, and uh, you know, before a track meet or a football game, man, my guts were rumbling. Everything in me is going, oh, my gosh, could I have been having an anxiety attack? You see what I'm saying? I, I'm kind of catching you because I, wanna, I want yes. you to help me understand the difference of just normalcy and things of anxiety. Yeah. So whenever I would go to settle in my blocks and yeah. track for the – uh, 330 intermediate hertz. Mm -hmm. I'm settling in. I'm about to throw up. Yes. Cause I'm, I'm nervous and I'm anxious. That's actually kind of normal and yeah. God given. If a bear is chasing me, yeah. my heart's going to race fast. My uh -huh. chest is going to get tight. Uh -huh. My stomach's going to hurt because I'm having a normal, what's called fight or flight syndrome. Yes. Your, your body is doing what it's supposed to do when there is actual danger present. Mm hmm. But what anxiety is that everybody's struggling with is irrational uh, uh, anxiety that there's no real danger present, but we feel like there's danger. We think there's, our body is perceiving danger and it's reacting mm. in a fight or flight response that is not needed. Mm. You know, Steve, you know, I was thinking about Romans one twenty five that says, Sir, Satan exchanges the truth of God for a lie. And we begin to worship and serve the creature rather than the creator. It's so easy right. how the devil just gets our mind on the wrong victor. Yep. You know, Christ is the victor. Yep. He's, he's, he's won every fight that's ever been out there. Yep. And he's never lost. And yet we tend to let the devil get into our brain and we begin to feel like a loser. Yeah, you know, uh, I was actually reading this morning. As Joshua crossed the Jordan mm -hmm. River, has two million Jews by behind him, ready to go with him. Uh, God closed the river back up, let it flow. There's no going back. Yeah. Joshua could only go forward and Joshua could either have a panic attack or he could trust God. Mm -hmm. And God says, be strong and courageous, be mm -hmm. strong and courageous. So what you just said is the basis for the book I've written. I wrote with Tommy Nelson yeah. called Walking on Water When You Feel Like You're Drowning. Uh, a little shameless plug there, but Walking on Water When You Feel Like You're Drowning. And uh, the, the theme that I went over and over again is what I would call myself yeah. is a belief therapist. In the secular world, it's cognitive behavioral therapy. Everybody can identify with that. But I call it myself a belief therapist. And here's the concept. We have to get rid of our stinking thinking. We have to believe truth rather than mm -hmm. lies. We do what we do because we believe what we believe. Mm -hmm. If you want to change the way you live, you have to change the way you think. So, yes, to retrain your brain to begin to believe truth, whatever is pure, lovely, holy, righteous, let your mind dwell on these things, Philippians chapter 4. Mm. 
you have to learn to train your brain to believe truth and stop believing the lies. Satan is the father of lies. He desires to destroy us with lies, Mm -hmm. but God is a God of truth. And scripture says that the truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I love that encouragement right there because, you know, I really believe, um, you know, as I was reading the probably the most well-known passage of scripture that we all read is Philippians 4. Uh, But I love verse 4 before it gets to the be anxious part. And it says, rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. Yep. The key to that is, is, is you know, that 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 joyful heart is something that is my choice. Choice. There you go. You, we choose joy. You do choose joy. Yep. And if I don't choose joy, I can also choose to be joyless, you know. Yeah. And so that, that famous verse in between four and nine, yep. which is what I quoted, yep. is be anxious for nothing. Absolutely. But in everything with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, give it to God. And God will provide what? Mm, the the peace. peace. Yeah. No. And you know, that peace is something that we, circumstances can cause us to look at our uh, peace yeah. and go, man, I'm not really feeling it right now. Mm-mm. You know, there's a, there is something that grows in, in your stomach. But we have to learn how to live with unsettled. Yes. Our society mm. has stopped being able to do hard things. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we just are not good at it anymore. And certainly this newer generation coming in, they don't know how to do hard things, and so they crumble easily. It's that flight. Yes. We've lost the ability to fight. Yep. I love what you said a while ago when you talked about the Israelites about to go across the, the river. And here they are with Joshua. And Joshua says, man, I've got it. Be strong and courageous. But he's going, dude, have you ever taken two million people someplace <laughs> into the land that God said is my land? Yes. And he's going, but I know it's going to be good. I've already looked at the giants in the land. I understand mm-hmm. it's going to be mm-hmm. good. I understand that God is the victor. And we're a product of everybody for the last 40 years. We've had to wander for 40 years until all the doubters died out. And now here we are. We're going into the land that God promised us. Yay! Yep. But I'm afraid. But they're scary. They're scary yeah. and they're big and they're ugly. So something that funny, Keith, you bring that up. Something that brought to my attention this morning that I thought was interesting. Remember, Joshua's there. He's He's looking at Jericho and then... This person with a sword is standing before yeah, him. Yeah. And I, I was going through in my head, I couldn't figure out if it was God or an angel or a pre-incarnate Christ or yeah. whatever, whatever it was. It was God's representative. And the text says that Joshua went to him. He was standing there with the sword. Mm. Joshua went, and we have to learn to go to our challenges yes. rather than run away from yes. them in fear. We we must fight, yep. not flight. That's right. God, I love that. You know, I was thinking about this. Um, I love that you said it because when in that passage, Joshua says, God is with us. Mm-hmm. And so if God is with us, then why do I keep running away from the one that is my helper? Yeah. You know, uh, when Callie was in high school, it was really kind of funny. Callie's my daughter. And and she uh, one day came home and I looked at her book. You, you know, the old book covers that are on books. And, and there were all these horrible words on there. I mean, they're very vile. And, and I walked over to Cal and said, who did that? And she says, she didn't want to tell me. I said, no, I want to know right now who did that. Mm-hmm. And she told me. And so I got on the phone and I called the daddy of the boy that did that. And I said, you need to get your son right now in the car. I'm going to meet you in the parking lot in five minutes. Be there. And bro, he, he went and got his son. They came, and I mean, I gave it to him, bro. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what? I'm not going to have somebody. Go to the fight. Yes, I went 
And I asked my daughter afterwards because I gave that daddy what for. I gave the son what for because you're not going to treat my Nuh-uh. family that way. Nope. And, and Callie afterwards goes, Dad, you were really on to those people. I said, sweetie, nobody's going to treat mm-hmm. you that way because God doesn't treat us that way. That's right. And the next day she says, Dad, he was so nice to me. I bet he was. You know, and, and the thing about it was, it's one of those moments in life that, and I'm not meaning I was bigger than their daddy, but he knew I was right in what I was saying, that his son was wrong in what he was doing. Yeah. And so he needed to be called to an account. Yeah. And the dad cowered down in a right way because he knew he was wrong. Yeah. And he said, son, you must apologize. And there were some things that had to happen. Well, I tell you what, my daughter... Her little shoulders came back and she kind of walked with a, with a, just a swag. She was worth you fighting there for you her. There you go. She was worth it. Yes. And we've got to teach our kids how to fight mm-hmm. the right fight. Yeah. And so as I think about that, you know, Steve, I'm so thankful that you're up here helping our students understand how to fight, not flight, mm-hmm. how to understand how to rejoice and in, in Christ and how not to be anxious, yep. but to trust God. Mm. And I'd, I'd love to give you my five-point system. Thank you. Please do that. Uh, That's so through. good. I don't know how much time we got. No, left, you got it. Solutions are there. Yeah, Come let, on. Me, let me throw you some solutions. Here's what I've learned. I lost my wife to cancer at age 30, went into full-blown panic and anxiety attack. I had to learn how to overcome my anxiety. Um, number one, you have to look at the medical side of it. Is there something chemically going on with you? you go, go see your doctor. Talk mm-hmm. to your doctor. It may be medication, and that's okay if that's what it is. But that's number one. Number two, you're going to have to grow spiritually in a way that you trust God enough with your with your difficult. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. Number three, we've already talked about. You have to get rid of your stinking thinking and believe truth. You've got to recognize when you're lying, when you're believing lies. Number four, you have to reduce your stressors. People are overstressing their life. They're working too much. They're they're uh, putting too much emphasis on their retirement. They're, they're doing too much. You have to reduce your stressors. And lastly, the big one, learn to accept what you cannot control. Learn to accept what you can't change. Learn to accept what you can't get rid of. If you can learn to accept your worst case scenarios that your obsessive brain creates, um, then you live in peace. Mm, I love that. You know, the new normal is... You know, we're not going to return to back the way it was. But what we are going to do is we know who's coming. Jesus is coming. And you know what? The new normal is that we are going to live with him one day in eternity. And we've got to put our minds in that focus that our God is bigger than anything else in this world. And he is victor. And we are overwhelmingly conquerors through Christ Jesus. And as Joshua went to the land... We can go into land because God promised us something. It's his promise that we're going to be okay. He's on our side. In Acts 1.8, it says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the outermost parts of the world. Why do we know that? Because God gave his Holy Spirit to us. And we have that as believers. Our strength is God's source that rose him from the grave and lives in the heart of every believer. So guys, I just want to encourage you, as Steve has given us some great solution tips, encouragement, that anxiety, yes, it's out there, but rather than flight, let's fight. 
Let's fight because we have someone greater on our side named Jesus Christ. And guys, I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. Steve, thank you for being here. You bet. May God bless you guys. Have the greatest day ever. Bye now. Bye now.